There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest, take a little wander into their life. This week I'm stomping with author, model and presenter Lisa Snowden. Lisa started her modelling career at 18 when she was picked up by an agency and has gone on to have one of the most successful careers in modelling history. From TV and radio she's achieved so much and recently in 2022 won MasterChef, which if you remember and watched carefully when I was on it, wasn't so successful for me with undercooking some chicken. But anyway, this isn't about me, it's about Lisa. Lisa has released her debut book, Just Getting Started, Lessons in Life, Love and Menopause in May 2023, and is a huge advocate of breaking the taboo of menopause and encouraging people to see that life can truly start in your 50s and it's never too late to change what you're doing or try something new. I'm really excited to delve into this episode to learn from Lisa, how we can all build our confidence. What can we learn from a model? What can we learn from their experiences in dealing with body image and building confidence and presenting it, even if perhaps we don't feel it at the time? We'll cover that in part one. In part two, I'd like to talk about love. Is it ever too late to find love? What do we do if we're worried that we might have missed the one? And part three, We're going to talk about menopause. And this is important for everyone to listen to, regardless of your age or whether you're a man or woman, because we all have women in our lives that we love and we all need to learn to support the people that we love. And it's going to be a positive, optimistic conversation about how life can actually start in your 50s. This is going to be a brilliant episode. I hope you all enjoy. A gentle reminder that, of course, we'll be doing behind the stomp cast at the end. So please do, if you're on Apple, head over to the podcast, subscribe on a free trial and join us. We've got Dr. Alex's diaries behind the stomp cast, early access of episodes. Join us. Thank you so much. Let's get this episode started. Welcome to the Stompcast, but really I'm, I'm, I'm on your stomping ground here. Where are we? You're on my turf. We're in Epping Forest which is literally huge and on our doorstep. Um, and it's been a bit of a, a saviour for us, really. I love coming here. Um, it got really busy in lockdown, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I felt a bit territorial. I was like, no, this is my forest. Yeah, people kind of flooding to, to, yeah. to kind of open and spaces. I totally well. get it, you know, because it's so good for your well-being and your mental health. So it's just always such... A calm, peaceful place, and obviously we're in autumn right now. We are very much well. It's December time as we're recording. Yeah, but it's kind of come late, hasn't it? Like the changing of the leaves and everything. So driving through here, walking through here, it's just so beautiful. It's very cold this time here, but I quite like I quite like that kind of crisp feel of it. Yeah, you kind of rug up, and we're going to talk a little bit in the third part um, about. Your, your new book and about menopause and, and also some of the things you've tried that have helped with your uh, with your with your mental health and, yeah. and, and perhaps 
before we kind of delve into the topic of part one around confidence and finding confidence, you know, I guess let's just reflect on that thought of like why it's so helpful to kind of walk in the same places or be spending time in familiar. <laughs> we are, we're sitting in a bush running around. <laughs> is it safe here? Is, any kind of a, is there any ghost stories of Epping Forest? Not that ask, I know actually. of. Yeah, maybe no, best, but I'm sure there probably are. I'm sure there probably are. Um, Apparently there's some buries, bodies buried here. Okay, well let's... Uh, but we won't talk about that either. We won't think about that me, too much. But, um, <laughs> I want everyone just imagine like beautiful leaves yeah. now, beautiful place. It's yeah. lovely here yeah. and it's and it's safe and so on. It is safe. It's, but, I, I do love it. There is something really comforting about just coming back here knowing the paths mm. choosing different routes obviously depending on our mood yeah. and what how much time well, we might have because we've got you know, right now in front of us we've got brown leaves on the floor you've got the, obviously not many leaves in the trees apart from your kind of evergreen style ones and you've got and you know, the real open forestry yeah. it feels right in front of us you know that kind of it feels like we're really going off into the wilderness which is pretty cool i think this was the road to york originally this would be the direct yeah, road yeah that would make sense wouldn't yeah it? yeah that so would make sense that's a cool fact you kind of think about what else had been on this yeah. road back in the day and like maybe carriages people living and, and carriages yeah and I think that point around having continuity in the places you spend time and coming to somewhere whether you've had good times or bad times is a very powerful anchoring point isn't it like mm -hmm. I did a TikTok or Instagram post the other day and it was off the back of something my psychiatrist said to me and that was that if you imagine in your life a place yeah. where you've spent quite a lot of time imagine a time that you've been very very happy and imagine a time that you've been very very sad and you realize that perhaps things that are going around you were not so dissimilar maybe that sun was shining or it was a it was an autumn day or whatever it might be and it kind of i think it, the concept was very anchoring because it's like when you're in a difficult space it's just remembering that you will come back here again in yeah. time yeah. and be in a completely different place and i think that's what i found very helpful with I walk a lot around Battersea Park, as, as you all know, on the, on the Stompcast. And I find it very helpful because I've walked around that park in a very, very difficult time uh -huh. and different place, a difficult place. But I've also walked around feeling OK. Yeah. And there's something about that, isn't there? Yeah. About that walking point is it gives you the anchor. Yeah, it does. It really does. Do you do a lot of when you're walking? Do you reflect on life? Are you kind of a person that kind of looks back and thinks about these things? I do. I, I, that's one of my... I'd say more negative traits, though, is um, reflecting when I'm out walking is kind of different to reflecting when I say get home from a job or an mm. interview or something. Well, then I'll di dissect it mm. too much and not analyse what I said and how I could have perhaps improved it. And I think I've spoken to quite a few women and I think that we have, I don't know if it's a women's trait, do you do it? Where you kind of analyse what you said or yeah, what you did. A lot. I think um, I think it uh, for probably different reasons. I don't really know. I mean, I, I have ADHD. I think that plays into it. I'm actually yeah. I think if you're a sensitive person as well, you start being very introspective. I think mm. it's like a. I think a lot of people find that they spend a lot of time in introspection, which is kind of okay, but as long as it's not from a negative bias yeah. and it's not too much. Is that it's kind usually of a negative bias, I think, unfortunately. It's always a bit like, mm. it's never, oh, wow, that was really good. Congratulations, exactly, but on the back, yeah. it's always a little bit, there's always a bit of a darker tinge to mm. it, which... Um, and often it's introspection sometimes with a with view, like I, I put a post out yesterday talking about the kind of Sunday scaries, that actually that introspection often turns up on a Sunday, but it isn't very helpful because often it will lead to thinking oh gosh you know i did that now i've got this next week what if what if i'm not going to be good enough at doing this mm. or what if i can't deal you know i could have been like oh what if i turn you know <laughs> speaking to someone who's got you know 20 30 years of experience in interviewing and tv and radio what if i do rubbish in this you know you can easily start yeah. introspection can actually not be very helpful and actually really tarnish 
your present moment because you mm, lose your Sunday, and then all of a sudden you go in with a negative mindset Into rather than Monday. being like, no, I've done I know. this. Let's just park it. It's fine. Mm. It's done. Nobody else probably can tell mm. any of those worries or insecurities listening back or watching something back. It's just all in, in, in your head, really. So, But coming here to reflect, mm. yes, I do. Do you think that introspection affects things like confidence? I'm really keen to kind yeah, of hear what your, hear your perspective in this part about like, what, what does it mean to be confident? What, do you, what have you learned over the years, you know, partly through your life experience, you know, personal life, but also modeling television yeah. what does it mean to be confident because a lot of people look at people on tv and have seen you on the tv on you know many different shows over the years on the yeah. radio and things and be like that is a very confident person no. it's something it's confidence <laughs> something you're kind of do you think it's something you're kind of given and that's <laughs> it or no confidence is it, oh it has to i have to really work at it i tell you what most people just assume that i'm the most confident person in the world because i do all these things and i've done all these yeah. things but i get so scared before i do anything um, still, even live TV, yeah, exactly. And I've worked on this morning for years and years. Yeah. Before my um, my the segment, top model, I, I top model you know, yeah. I always have this Quite element. high pressure of, stuff. You'd yeah, say. and especially with live TV as well. You know, you just want to do a good and job, and um, and you just. I think also there were a few years when I was really in the depths of kind of perimenopause, and so that had a huge knock-on effect to my confidence. Um, the brain fog would kick in. I didn't feel like I could rely on my brain as much as I used to. And obviously, I've been used to doing live radio for years and years. I was sure. on the Capital Radio Show. Yeah, yeah, Breakfast Show. Listened to you for many years. Thank you. That was sort of eight years of early mornings and playing verbal badminton with, you know, brilliant broadcasters like Johnny yeah. Vaughan and Dave Berry. And so that was had to be on my toes. I see. So you've kind of got to be sharp. You've got to feel yeah. sharp and all that yeah. kind of stuff, isn't it? That's the thing with live radio. You know, you, you switch off for a second and, you know, you'll... Yeah, it, it, but, then, but then you're supposed to feel, you're supposed to appear relaxed. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny kind of thought of it, isn't it? So yeah, so I guess looking through your life, and you knew, it was 18 or 19 was the first when you kind of started yeah. being picked modeling. up modelling, mm-hmm. and, and and obviously through you know the various experiences you had with television. I just wonder, you know, looking back on those experiences in life, what would you say to a young man or a young woman who wants to build things like confidence and stuff? And I, and I say this as someone. You know, when I asked this question, you know, I'm 32 and I would say I really struggled in my teenage years with confidence. Mm-hmm. I had very bad acne. I was kind of a tall, lanky teenager that wasn't yeah. particularly confident. And yeah. so I'm not really just talking about women here, but... No, it's hard. How, how do you build that confidence? Those experiences you know? well being really... I was very um, kind of gangly and bullied at school mm. and all of those things really do stay with you, I think. It really does chip away mm. at your confidence, especially for me at an early age. So it does take... Um, Gosh, it, it, I'd say it takes years. It really takes years to start, to start liking who you are, I think, or it did for me, um, to focus on the, the positives that you can bring um, to a situation and to try and find things that you do like about yourself because I think we can so easily list a ton of negative mm. things or, you know, things that we don't like about ourselves. So um, it comes with time. I mean, I think movement, exercise gives me great confidence because I feel that I'm in a really good place. I'm Mm. sleeping well. I'm focused on that kind of hour or two of Mm. moving. And then, of course, all of the sort of serotonin that it releases and the endorphins Mm. and all of that sort of thing. So I think that movement is kind of medicine for me and it just kind of helps to get me into a good place. Did you feel confident when you were doing, I guess, you know, when you're doing modelling or you're doing the shows? Is it a false sense of, like, do you kind of just, like, fake it? Almost not saying you're faking it, but 
do you have to kind of put it on and be like, yeah, I'm confident even though you're not? And then does that confidence come with time? Or do you think it's something that you can, is, you know, is there a process or a way that, you know, young people, we, you know, can work on confidence and yeah. build it actively so that we don't have to fake it? Because I certainly have had to put it on at times where you're kind of doing to. a talk, you know, I did a, um, I, I got an, I was, received an honorary doctorate a few weeks ago and I had to stand there and be like confident to give the speech, but actually I was going through quite a bit of a difficult week or so and I had to put on this kind of, it's a performance really, isn't it? You know, it is what it is. It is a performance. Not that I don't mean or feel those things, but yeah. I've had to lift myself and be confident even though I feel like, oh my God, I can't do this yeah. right now. I, we, I think there's all days, some days when, when we all kind of feel like that, whether you're poorly or you've got a cold and you still have to go to work or, or you've had some bad news or a bereavement. There's always things that are going to have a knock-on effect to how you're feeling and, you know, ultimately how you're going to perform or how you think you're going to perform in whatever realm of work that you're in so you do have to fake it some days but most of the time once I get into it like once I step out onto the set and the cameras are rolling I'm in the zone so all the worry from beforehand that kind of like chip away at me and I'll be a bit like oh but also something that somebody told me a few years ago which has been brilliant is that I was always like I'm nervous I'm nervous I'm scared I'm nervous and they were like no you're just excited and so tip, it yeah. was like I had to reframe it in my head That's to be like tip, yeah. they they literally manifest as the same emotion. So true. You, you so you get your the hormonal, butterflies. Your hormonal effect is not that different either. You know, you kind no. of feeling of adrenaline, yeah. uh, alertness, awareness. All those things are actually very similar because you're very excited. You yeah. often means you're ready. You're ready to go. Aren't yeah, you? and I think if you, if I didn't feel those kind of those butterflies and that sort of anticipation, then I kind of think that well either i'm dead or i just don't care enough so i feel like it is important to have those emotions but it was really important for me to reframe it as in like no i'm excited i'm excited yeah. because the unknown because i don't know what the outcome will be i don't know there's some things i don't know you know it's out of your control so i think that that was a really important and powerful um way of looking at things that have made the preparation easier to deal with if there's a new show or something that I'm going to do that is a little bit scary. That's a really good tip though for anyone listening. I guess you can take that into a new job Absolutely. or a new Interviews. experience or anything and just being like, you know, I'm excited about it and, and just like envisage, like I believe a lot in that kind of am, like a visualization and yes. affirmation. So like visualize the excitement. Um, yeah. I actually, to be fair, I didn't really quite think of it that way, but I, you know, I've done it before, I guess, in situations where I've been like, oh, I'm going to be really excited tomorrow. It's going to be really good. It's going to be brilliant. I'm going to do well. And I guess in a way you're harnessing that similar idea of like, rather than thinking, oh my God, tomorrow I'm so nervous about it. You're, you're actually adjusting the way that you see the same thing. Yeah. It's the same event. You're just looking at it in a different way, aren't you? Like in a different way, in a more positive way, rather than like, I'm going to be terrible. This is going to be awful. You know, they're not going to like me. I'm, not, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. It's like, you know what? I've got just as good a chance as anybody else. I'm excited. I don't know what to expect. I'm prepared. I've got, whether you're going for an interview, I've got my outfit sorted. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. Now I'm going to park it because otherwise I'm going to spend eight hours worrying. And then it's, I'm just going to be a wreck tomorrow. So just be like, I'm excited. I've got this. And if it's not meant for me, then I won't get it. And so I just have to do things like that. But, you know, when I'm on set, when you asked about being confident, when mm. I'm on photo shoots these days, I'm so much more confident than I used to be. And there's, I think, many reasons for that. I think back in the day when I was just a model and I was being booked on the strength of my portfolio and my photographs and I turn up to the studio and, and sometimes they just look you over and up and down and, and you'd either be cancelled because you didn't look like you did in your pictures or maybe 
you just weren't right for the job. And so I used to have that fear going into a shoot. Whereas now I know I'm being booked. People know what I look like. People, people know what they're going to get. And, and more recently, I've been able to have a really lovely team with me as well. So all women team rooting for the girls and, and having them with me um, as far as like on hair and makeup and a photographer even if I can so it's really nice to have a little core group of strong women with so me. So some of it then also not just by this internal to external way that you develop confidence but also the people that you're around yeah. you kind of like I imagine you know when I've when I'm going through something, say, challenging or difficult, I'm going to do something that I'm thinking, oh, my God, this can be tough. I, I always think having the right people with you. Oh, gosh. Even people that make you just feel grounded and calm feels yeah. very important. Perhaps, like, your confidence also is, maybe it is implicated by, impacted by who's with you. It absolutely is. You do need, few, you need strong, happy, confident, positive people around you. Um, so often I was in really negative relationships, mm. really bad relationships, and I speak about it a bit in my book as well, just because I felt like it was so important to have this kind of cathartic moment of throwing it all into the mix and also being honest to people that, you know, like what really goes on behind closed doors, nobody really knows a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But I do know that I was definitely not in a happy place for mm. so many years. And that was because of the people that I had in my life, negative, um, toxic people. And so, yeah, you do you have a culling and anybody that makes you feel a certain kind of way gives you that kind of, oh, that horrible feeling in the pit of your stomach. Somebody who just drains you. Makes you feel anxious as well yeah. or just like drags your mood yes. down. Because perhaps it's so true in fact, because we do, because what I said earlier about, oh, confidence is that something, it, it, sometimes we think of confidence as this like internal thing you either have or you don't, or it's like, I'm confident if I might believe that I'm really good at this, but perhaps mm. confidence is much broader than that. Maybe confidence is the sum of your relationships, the people around you, your self-care, your experiences in your life, your outlook. Perhaps yeah. it is much more of a combination of things than I it think is, it is. I think just it like is. a reflection of the inside out. Oh yeah, I feel confident, go, kind of thing. No, I think it is. I think uh, you are, I guess it's like a product of your environment really, isn't it? It's like having people who have got your back, people yeah. who, who love you deeply, sincerely, and want the best for you. So yeah, I absolutely do think that, you're right. It's like confidence comes from, from, from other people as well as from yourself and just from starting to like who you are. And I think that also comes from people who support you because if you're, you've got negative people chipping away at you, then it's inevitable that you're not kind of honoring your own self-worth and all sorts of things can happen, you know? You just stop looking after yourself, stop believing in yourself. That's true. So perhaps a lot of it also building up your confidence is actually genuinely having a value of yourself and the way you look at yourself, yeah. i.e. like if you make a precedent of helping yourself and looking after yourself, then that's sending a message internally that you're worthy. Yes, absolutely. And that, wor that worthiness, if you view yourself internally worthy, then that will reflect in the external. It's the, but it attracts, the, it attracts. It does. It, a, a, a positive it does. people and nicer people. From my experience, 1,000%, I had such a lack of self-worth for myself yeah. and, and that reflected in, in my relationships and ultimately how I felt about myself and it just kind of spirals, so... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. As of t- um, today, um, yeah. I'm a year alcohol-free, so I stopped oh, drinking wow. on the 4th of December last year. And we That's are on the incredible. 4th today, which I'm really proud of. And as you're talking about like, worthy, like the way that you look after yourself and how that ties to confidence, <laughs> I actually don't, do think it makes a lot of sense with alcohol. Yeah, if, you're not, if you're not kind of... Because the way I was, I was numbing, I was doing all these different things, but if I wasn't respecting my mind and my body yeah. and drinking lots of alcohol, if I wasn't respecting my body, how am I going to be confident? Whereas now, like, yeah. people say to me, oh, Alex, you have such an energy now and you're confident. And, it's, and, I was like, and you, like, you've lost all this weight. So it's actually nothing to do with the weight loss. I, actually, it's relevant of how I look. I mean, don't get it wrong. It's nice when you feel strong and fit and yeah. all that kind of stuff. and very capable, yeah, capable physically. But the confidence actually is more that I really do value myself. And therefore, if I value myself, then I'm go- that's going to resonate mm. in the rest of your life, I think. Absolutely. It absolutely, I mean, well done, congratulations. I mean, I'm talking to you off the back of a very, very big weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> no judgment so, here. So I've had, no judgment I've had here. a 60th birthday dinner and a Scandinavian Christmas celebration, which oh, that sounds who fun. knew what goes on for almost oh, wow. a day. Oh, God. So, I feel like we need to know the inside of the Scandinavian party. <laughs> is that anything like, what do they call it on TikTok ads? Isn't that the Scandi thing? Or is it like Copenhagen? It's like a trend, isn't there? Like well, there's Copenhagen girls or whatever, or Scandi girls, or the way they dress and all the fashion it stuff. Wasn't, I've it been seeing it all over TikTok, so I don't know if it's like a, what it would be like. What's a no, Scandi the, party like? Well, well, the husband is from Sweden and the wife is Danish, so it's a combination. I see. So there's ginger biscuits, there's glug. Oh. Oh. There's a cup of glug or a, a toast of glug, which mm. is like a kind of... Hot toddy, I guess. Yeah. And then there's schnapps between each. I'll be there for the biscuits. Course and so. Hot chocolate and a biscuit. So yeah, talking about alcohol, I'm like, I've made up for your whole year of not drinking. It's it's about it's about how the tools are used. I mean, many people use alcohol socially and have fun with it, and that's great. It's just recognising. But now, of course, I'll be like, no, I'm not drinking now. You know, so I, you know, it's there's moments, and and then I'm the same. I honour myself. I got up this morning, went to the gym at five. You know, I do that every day when I can and I'll be getting good sleep all week and planning my food and all of those things that make me really happy so, um, having so, a bit of a routine and yeah routine and stuff is, is, yeah. is, is a huge thing so when you kind of look um, now I mean you're, you're modeling now and you've done this over many years and obviously the TV but let's, let's just look at the, the kind of the modeling side of things at the moment yeah what what a what has been your favorite um, shoot or experience and mm. I guess if you were going to pull a couple of things away mindset tips or tips that you can share from your experiences just in terms of people like really coming towards the end of this part thinking how can they be more confident perhaps in kind of you know when you're kind of going to an event or you're going on a night out or or whether you are going to go and do photos or shoots and in fact people message me quite often saying oh Alex how do you do photos all the time you're so relaxed having photos I hate having my photo taken do you mind taking the pictures yourself like selfies and things I don't really mind I I kind of I used to be I used to hate photos but now I'm really relaxed I'm just like this is me that's yeah, how I see it. Whatever. I think that's how you have to see it. People so often hate. They're like, "Oh no, no pictures, no pictures." And I'm like, "Why no pictures? Like, it's just a moment in time." You, and, and, and the people who hate them the most, we, I never get a good picture out of them. They're either blinking or they're pulling a silly face. And then I see them just looking so relaxed and beautiful. And I'm like, "Just be yourself. Pretend I'm not here. We're taking a picture." And I, I, I 
ultimately do get a good picture but it takes a lot of kind mm. of coaxing and sort of you know just trying to get them relaxed really but um gosh so many questions in that one question yeah, alex I, where I, do i start maybe that was bad interview really wasn't it you're giving a tip after I'm don't like, ask two questions no, in i mean one, tips so. i think you know if, if yeah i think just be yourself just be yourself don't try to be anything you're not if it's something you really want to do, just just go for it. And, and if the nerves take over, then just tell yourself, I'm just excited. Just reframe it again. And just have and it. Just that go mindset. for it, yeah. People, I think, worry about, like, I mean, you actually mentioned 50. I mean, I, turning 30, I was kind of like, oh, for six months before, and then afterwards, I just really, I, within about six months after, I was like, oh, I'm actually just the same person. Exactly. But people worry about these milestones yeah. a lot. Do you um, think that, do you, do you think you kind of, because I was younger, I was like, oh gosh, I could live all this life now, be all this kind of stuff. Do you find that as you go, and I guess you go through 20s, 30s, and 40s, is it something that you do? Confidence comes also the acceptance of yeah. like, this is me, like, yeah. this is. I think when I'm I was, here. I think for me, 27 was a turning point. I felt very conflicted, very uncomfortable in my skin, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Again, I was in sort of toxic relationships. I'd kind of come out of one at that point and had this sort of like epiphany of like, right, I need to really look after myself, be really mindful of who I surround myself with. Um, and so I started to like who I was a little bit more at 27 because I think you've got all those hormones kicking around. You, you know, you've got all your teen years and you never feel, really feel quite yourself. And then as a woman like your menstrual cycle every month just plays havoc with your with your mental health even you know they're like little terrorists the hormones invading your body and you don't quite understand who you are and then you've got bloating and weight gain and cravings and emotional and stuff that you never get taught about so there was that kind of messing around in the background but then turning 50 god that seemed so far in the future obviously when I was 27 and I was kind of fine with it. I I'd got for, I'd turned 40, had an amazing birthday party, big one. And I was like, I need to have a party every year. Of course, I haven't had one since. It was way too much work. Um, Six months of work to do the party. It was maybe. so much work. But <laughs> it was you, fabulous. What was the party? You've got to tell us. I, think. I had a big party and it was just a very glamorous event. It was beautiful like dance floor it was all deco art deco bar like espresso martinis lychee cool. martinis beautiful flowers by rob van helden who's a brilliant florist in london and all my friends flew in from all over the world so it was really glamorous surrounded and by loved ones yeah it was so fun we ran out of vodka quite early on because everybody's <laughs> just animals um but yeah it was beautiful really beautiful lovely venue very very elegant um, and some really good DJs. Good and to then, celebrate those moments, I think. I think so. And then for my 50th, I think in the press, people kept asking me, like, as soon as I turned 49, it was like, what are you going to do for your 50th? How do you feel turning 50? Mm. And I was like, I've just turned 49. Can I just enjoy being 49? <laughs> Why are we skipping this whole yeah, year Yeah, and out, I think you know? in society, they just put, we put so much pressure on women to have done all these things by the time they get to these certain milestones. And it was just a lot of pressure from everybody else. And I was like, I'm fine with it. And actually, I did turn 50, and I was but like, no, I was turning 50. In the, so I'm going to be 52 in January, mm -hmm. so two years ago. So it was maybe this kind of time of the year, like December time. Um, and I was like, what do I want to do? You know, mm -hmm. how do I really feel? Go right, steady down to, here. We're going over some logs. Going over here, some guys. logs. We're holding on to trees. It's the thing. It's not. It's, this, is not your, this is not your standard podcast here. We, we do. Uh, <laughs> we, we're high risk. We've had. We've had. We've actually had. What I, we've had fallen trees. We've had fall, wind falls. We've had uh, wasps things. We've had uh, dislocated shoulders. That was yeah. me. We've had. Have we had blisters? That was what incidents. Oh, sun. You've had unfortunately a few sun. One or two of the sunburns. 
Um, so we have all sorts. We literally get out in, in all sorts of weather, don't we? You just keep going. You just... You do keep going. It's like, I call it Dr. Showbiz or Dr. Alex. So which <laughs> way should we go? So anyway, so I was turning 50 and I was a bit like, I don't know, like, what, what should I do? And I was kind of, I was really menopausal as well, unbeknownst to me, really. I, I, in, I write in my book about dealing with perimenopause and menopause and trying to get the right diagnosis and the right um, HRT, etc. if that's the route you kind of want to go down. Um, and I hadn't been, so I was really kind of out of sorts, put on a lot of weight, didn't quite feel, I didn't feel like myself anymore. Um, and I came to the forest and I was just like, where am I going? Like, what am I doing? Like, kind of having those thoughts, just throwing it out there to the universe. And um, what did the forest tell you? It just, it just calms me. It just, and talking to George and just chatting and just throwing it all into the mix. And then I went off to Dubai for a job. No, it was Abu Dhabi. And I was planning my 50th and I was planning to go to LA to see going planning to see my, my best friend who lives in, in Los Angeles and we were going to do this whole like month worth of celebrating um, a birthday month that's yeah birthday way. month or birthday year and, and I literally got a call in the hotel from my agent saying the master chef want you to do the show and I was like of course I was like I'd just been speaking well, it's a good job you did it because you went on you won it so, I mean <laughs> I'd just been speaking doing. about it to the producers of the show that I was working on and they were like would you ever do Marsha I was like absolutely not never no a menopause woman in the kitchen too stressful wouldn't be able to have a glass of wine well, I'd be it, having yeah. hot flushes and then they called me and I was like oh god okay and I said yes of course and then I went on to, to win it and which was That's so one of the, the so cool. best things and it was it was you know I just turned 50 and I said you know what I'm just getting started and that's kind of my attitude my mantra has been for the last two years i'm just getting started that's you know awesome. i feel like i've stepped into my power i do like who i am i do have a sense of self-worth now um i try and park a lot of the you know that little negative voice that says oh, you can't do that why would you do that or you know you can't do it they don't want you and i try and park that so much and just really focus on what i want to do and what i believe i can do and then, of course, I wrote my book as well, and I called it Just Getting Started yeah. because I want women to feel, you know, whatever their age, that they could go out there, go out there and own it. Well, I guess as well. And not know, be put in a box and not disappear and fade away as you get older. So we'll, we'll come to the end of part one, and I guess it's a nice note to leave it on because if you had have let, say, a negative voice take over, not done Masterchef, well, well, you'd have missed out on, well, winning it, but also the, the whole experience so i guess it does show that sometimes even if our mind tells us no we can't yeah. we then go on to prove our mind actually wrong don't yeah, we quite yeah. often in fact if you think like, about it they were so. like, what if you fail and then the other voice was like well, what if you succeed so true counter <laughs> it well thank you so much we'll come to the end of part one uh, i hope you've enjoyed this part of uh, the stomp cast everyone it's a beautiful day here well it's actually a bit muddy and stuff but we love it it's, it's beautiful as a stomper it's it great. was a little bit rainy but now it's stopped so we'll see you all in part two goodbye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 